I have dreams sometimes where like I go back to New York City Ballet. I'm a principal in Pennsylvania Ballet and I go back as like a core member to New York City Ballet. Balancing Point Podcast, Episode 75. Welcome to Balancing Point Podcast, where you will experience the captivating world of professional ballet. On this show, you will hear what it takes to make it in the exclusive world. Each guest will share with you their struggles, their I've made it moments, and their advice for success. And ultimately, you will learn what it is really like to live your dream. Join your host, Kimberly Falker, and today's inspiring guest as they take you on a behind-the-scenes journey into ballet. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Balancing Point Podcast. This is part two of my interview with Francis and Lauren Vayette. So if you haven't listened to part one, go ahead and go back to episode 74 so that you can hear part one, and then you can pick up where uh, we left off, and that's where we're starting today. So let's just jump right in with part two of my interview with principal dancers from Pennsylvania Ballet, Lauren and Francis Fayette. So like Lauren, if you do you think that if you had um, not been so fast tracked, do you think you might have had a different feeling about New York City Ballet? Do you think it was about the fast track or do you think it really was about the um, like going back to the whole personality thing? Or do you think that was like just how you had to process life? I think I always say if I like were to go back to New York City Ballet now, I would be fine. Right. Like I'd be able to handle it. Um, I would know how to yeah be in that company and I actually it's weird I have dreams sometimes where like I go back to New York City Ballet I'm a principal in Pennsylvania Ballet and I go back as like a core member to New York City Ballet like it's kind of maybe like a unfinished business right well that makes sense the unfinished yeah you know that I like that I decided to walk away from that um because you don't always get to finish your unfinished business either which is interesting you know but but that's the thing. I know if I had stayed, I I wouldn't even be dancing at all. And it's happened to a lot of people in New York City Ballet. So um, well, it's probably rare that um, Indiana gets somebody from New York City Ballet, though, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were probably like, "Woohoo, we scored!" Yeah. <laughs> it takes a it takes a certain personality to be able to hack it in that company. I would imagine. Yeah. It's hardcore. It's, yeah, it's not for the timid. It's not for the faint of heart. It's and know. I think for like I was saying before, I think a lot of it was the confidence, and I just felt, you know, like I it wasn't on my radar that I would maybe be taken in that early, so I wasn't mentally prepared, and then just the being thrown in and, and the schedule is just grueling, yeah, to be there. You know, it's uh, and I was in high school still, so it was like, um, you know, I had Mondays off from work but then I was in school all day and it was just exhausting you think of what it takes to just be in high school you know that that's its own burden I think (laughs) if you can make it through those first three years in the company it works its way out it's not you know you're not having to understudy every single ballet and you know you're not in school anymore so you're able to do it but I think just the timing for me then it just didn't I couldn't, I couldn't hack it, no, and really. That, you know, it makes total sense. I, even Megan, you were saying that, like, how strong she is, but, you know, one of the things that she did say in her interview was that she suffered from, you know, imposter syndrome for quite some time, you know, because it was, it didn't make sense, you know, and um, 
I just recently interviewed and published uh, Catherine Morgan, who went through, and she was very fast-tracked, and that, even though her illness was probably nothing to do with that fast-tracking, you know, who's to say how your body is affected by stress? I mean, I think that... Yeah. Well, that was a major, major thing for me there, too, is it was like, you know, I, I, you hit puberty all of a sudden, and you know, you're there all day long. You're not necessarily dancing all day. You're always as an apprentice and first year choreographer, you're always understudying. So I was always like standing in the back, but then, you know, I wasn't able to like go to the gym or anything. And then when I got injured, I couldn't even walk. And you're probably, because you're a teenager, you're probably, even though you know how to eat properly, you're still eating improperly. You've got, you don't have a mother standing over you saying, here's your greens. Living in the dorms and, you know, and it was really the being injured that, you know, I wasn't able to do anything and I wasn't happy. And I remember actually being told, I, cause I used to still come and watch my rehearsals of the ballets I was in, like in my cast. And I remember that one of the ballet mistresses saying to me, like, you know, we can't put you on stage right now. And I'm like, obviously, my foot's broken. I can't walk. I'm on crutches. She's like, no, you're weight. And I'm like, how, how? I can't walk. How am I even supposed to be in dancing shape? Yeah, why you know? kick me when I'm down here? <laughs> yeah, so I think, like, that was part of my thing, too. I was like, I can't. I can't do that. I can't keep well, up with that. But they're also, that's not, there. New York City Ballet and, and all companies to an extent are a different animal. And they have a huge number of dancers, a huge number, a much bigger number of dancers that would love to be in that company. They have a huge number of performances. And it's not exactly, it's it's not like, they, they can't, their job is to put Yeah, they can't baby you. Right. Yeah, yeah it's a machine it's, there. That's what I always say. And sometimes like the gears are going to grind somebody up. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's the way it is. They can't they can't hold everybody's hand on the way up. Those are a lot of hands. That's to hold. for sure. Yeah, that and, was for sure. You know, with New York City Ballet in particular, or like in American Ballet Theater, San Francisco, these big companies where they've got these pools of people that are dying to be in that company. There's always right. somebody. And then and then on top of that, the the pressure from the board and everybody else because they need to make yeah. sure that these people that are willing to donate because the arts are hurting so they can't do anything to jeopardize the the yeah. product they have you know? to put out the product they have to put it out and 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 if if that means a dancer or two leaving that huge organization early that yeah. for a place like that is kind of what it has to mean it is, and yeah. you know hey gravy because new york city ballet's loss once upon a time is now pennsylvania ballet's game right good you know point. Well, that's she, a, she needed I, to take some time off and yeah. go figure things out but well, she realized always, she needed to dance still yeah my analogy she came here and now we get her. now you got her <laughs> yeah. my analogy always is i felt like new york city ballet and, and new york city in general was just like way too big way too fast way too much you know and then I went to college in Indiana, in Bloomington, Indiana, and it's just like really small, really slow, you know. And then I got to Pennsylvania, and I was like, "This is just right," you know. Like it's a city. I love living in Philadelphia. It's like the perfect size city. The company's a perfect size. The rehearsals, you know, everything was like the right fit for me, you know. And you know, it's not just ballet. You know, not to necessarily knock that particular industry or New York City ballet because. You find that in anything. Like if you get out of law school and you join a law firm and it happens to be a law firm in New York City and it's one of the top prestigious law firms, they're not going to feel sorry for you if you can't quite cut yeah, it. No. It's Or they can. the world yeah. of finance or you know any of those things. It's it's really, 
It yeah. is where it, the key with any of this is what I'm learning from talking to so many people is that really the key is to find that thing, like you just said, Lauren, where it is the just right spot. And you have to be willing to set aside your preconceived dreams of how it's supposed to be, you know, and not think, yeah. oh, well, this is a step down. I'm not as good as somebody else. It really is finding where your heart sings, you know, and somebody appreciates no, and you. And yeah. see, we, we end up doing things here that, um, as principals in particular, that are not necessarily afforded to principals at, at, at New York City Ballet. Our, our repertory is a little bit more varied. Um, and also, with the number of principals they have in that company, they all um, are a little bit more specialists. Right. Um, not, they're not. They, they're, some of them are, are very well-rounded, but yeah. they can, you know, Andrew will do certain full lengths and not others, whereas here at Pennsylvania Ballet, I do full lengths. Right, right. Um, and, you know, it's there. some of them are very well-rounded, but, you know, like in our company, um, we have four principal men and three principal women. Yeah, so like... So it's, it, we don't, we can't be the, she can't be the balancing lady and other principal is the contemporary lady. She has to be all of it. I can't be the partner and not the variation guy. I can't, you know, we have to do, to a certain extent, we have to do everything. But even so, like, uh, like even with the full lengths, like, I, I, we both did actually Swan Lake, but then also Capella. Whereas like Megan does Capella in City Butt, but she she would never do Swan Lake. You know, like that's a different type of dancer. But she does people, not creatures. And, yeah, and, and but, here, like Pennsylvania Ballet, maybe maybe the list will change in the future. But here, it's like you do full lengths or not. Right. You know. Like yeah. So and all and and whether whether or not those full lengths are very different or not. Like, but it's nice because it does it pushes you to be a, right. You know, well-rounded dancer and you get you get more opportunities in in that sense um of it and also uh just to go back a little bit and i was thinking more about your question too is like i know a lot of people i feel like they leave companies because they're like they're not going to be a principal or something or like they're not going to be a star like for me leaving new york it was it was more of a, a personal mental thing. well you were you were just a young kid still yeah you know if you think about it to Pennsylvania Ballet I was like so excited that to be in a, in the core it was I, and this goes back to also how I think I got into New York City Ballet I was not expecting to ever be a soloist or a principal you know I got here and I was just so happy I remember I called up my friends I was like I'm second cast Barocco core like that was really really great for me you know in comparison to anything I'd done so I think I just kind of like embraced everything that the company had to offer and I started doing well so they started pushing me more and I lived up to it but I think it was because I was just so happy to be dancing again and and in the right place for me that I really flourished you know and that's how I got you know made which I never in my wildest dreams would have ever thought that and and it's not like oh I'm only a principal in Pennsylvania Ballet and not New York City Ballet you know like it's not it's never that it's the fact that like wow I've achieved this Right. Incredible. And I think that that's what I've learned also in these interviews is a lot of dancers became their best self through something, you know, either a trial, you know, kind of a tough time like you went through. And it wasn't like a tough time, like, oh, poor you. But really, you know, you were still figuring out who you are. But or in or, um, you know, something like not getting into 
doing auditions and not getting something, yeah. you know? And so sometimes through disappointments or struggles is where you actually, the doors open to oh, what sure. is perfect, you know? And that happens in, in any, my life. And, you know, I can, yeah. I can see that in so many different people's lives. Yeah, and it's really, I appreciate everything so much more when it does work out. My career here is... Fran, Fran got fired from Pennsylvania Ballet before. Oh, <laughs> what happened? Oh, I was very overweight. Um, <laughs> he um, ruined... Don't, yeah. don't say my usual joke. That's not No, good I, know, I know, um, <laughs> I know. It, uh, I, I had to go away for... Uh, <laughs> for about a year and a half, uh, you know, you, you didn't have to go away. He went. He joined Kansas City Ballet for a year. And yeah, and it was it was great. Actually, it's a really yeah. good company. Um, and it's it's doing better now than ever. Like yeah. they're a remarkable company. Yeah, they are. Um, with a lot of really good dancers, and it was a good. It, it was I don't know, maybe like kind of Lauren's time in uh, in Indiana. Yeah, you need. That I had time to go figure ready. figure out a few things. I had I had come here as a seventeen year old kid. And a lot of times, if you stay in the same place the entire time, they have trouble adjusting their view of you. And, you know, uh, they see that same kid that got in the company. And so, you know, I went away and I, you know, it was, I was okay with going away. I was, I was um, angry about things here as, as yeah, dancers you were... tend to be at times. Um, and I was overweight. So well, and it was, you weren't it was really happy. Yeah, you weren't really happy. happy and then Roy wasn't really happy with me yeah, so, so so he let me go and you know i finished out my contract i went to kansas city ballet for a year and a half i i came back to see my friends and was in better shape and in a better place and was taking class and talked to him about coming back and when he had a contract opening brought me back yeah and then so, it was only like a few years until you got promoted to soloist it, well it was another it was like another four years after that um that i made so, well, no, I guess it was like three. Yeah. Like three years that I, I until I made soloist. You were only a soloist for two years. No, I was a soloist for four or five oh. years. Um, <laughs> and then I've been a principal for a while. So my, my career here, um, my career in general has, has, you know, I was a, a decade plus in the core and four or five years as soloist and a few years of principal already. And. But he's like, I've been hugely successful and, and fired. So. Yeah. Well, and he's like great like inspiration to a lot of the kids here, like especially like if they're apprentices and not sure if they're going to get hired into the core or something. You know, he's a really great role model for a lot of the, the younger well, kids in the company because they look up to him and they see, you know, how far he's he's come and the dedication you put to being in this. You've been in and inevitably, inevitably a company has to let people go and when they're on the younger side or if they're like second company members that don't get asked to join the main company. There's always, you know, the last couple of months where they finish out their season and, and generally when that happens, somebody will tell them if I don't go up to them directly, <laughs> go talk to Frank because he's been let go too. <laughs> yeah. Because you never ask them, like, you never know. You could come back and be a principal. And know? I'll sit down and we'll talk about the the, the woes and the and the, the benefits of being let go. From yeah. somewhere. How to how to how to turn the frown upside down, you know? I mean how to how, how to take that and 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 make something out of it. Right. You know? I mean, you know, and again it kind of applies to all you know, kids that don't get on to the hockey team they wanted to or any of that, you know, and that's kind of what I tell my son. It's like, it's what you do with the failures that makes the difference, you know, sitting here, you know, have a moment, but then move on, you know, 
And and then what you show the coach the next day is what really is what the difference is, you know, and or what where you go if you if that is not your thing, then find yeah. find your thing. And it doesn't have to be dance, for instance, you know. Yeah. I'll take someone who stumbles and gets up over someone who never falls any day. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. So one thing I wanna ask you, Lauren, was um I read that you were in uh the Black Swan movie. Yeah. How was that? <laughs> It was cool. I maybe have to run. Okay. okay. I'm really sorry. Okay, can I just ask you really, really quick? What would be your one piece of advice for aspiring dancers? I guess I would have to say stay curious. I'm, I'm teaching a lot these days, um, and one of the things I'm teaching right now is, uh, is a cross-training class for dancers for the Ballet X Summer Program. Um, and I think the... Uh, Everything that's being learned in sports science and medicine and, and exercise science and stuff applies to us. We're, we're athletes. Our muscles do the same things that a football players do, just in a different way. And you can take care of yourself. You can make yourself a stronger dancer by knowing the right things about your body. You can make yourself a, more able to recover from an injury. You can prevent a lot of injuries by taking care of yourself. Um, you know, there are... There are so many different teachers out there that can teach you how to turn out and point your feet. Um, there are so many different styles of dance. There's ballet, neoclassical ballet, contemporary ballet, modern jazz. I mean, and all of it is relevant and all of it is good and all of it teaches you something. I think a lot of people get, you know, target fixation. They want to be the classical ballerina or the classical male dancer. And, you know, just broaden your horizons. Look around at, at everything there is to be learned out there. Um, I had a real, real eye-opening experience, um, what, a season and a half ago, a season ago when we got to work with Bill Forsyth. I'm 34 years old. I'm a principal dancer. I've been with this company for 17 years, and I was blown away by the amount of things I did not know compared to that man. So, yeah, my one piece of advice, if you want to become a, a great dancer, I think you should stay curious. That's great. It's perfect. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much. And I, I will let you know when I air this, but I do appreciate it, and I look forward to... Uh... I, I don't have to go. Okay, yeah. well, yeah, I'm, I'm, sorry. Sorry. I just, I'm just saying goodbye to him. Yeah. Thank you so much. I still have some... Why? Are you sure that this is all it's plugged all in? It's all plugged in. Okay. You've just maybe got another 20, 25 minutes. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm actually interviewing uh, um, in 20 minutes... Uh, one of the dancers from Ballet X, so that's kind oh, of fun. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I, I interviewed Matthew Neenan um, not too that's long ago. Going. He's oh, he is? Matthew's house. Yeah, that's where he has to go. <laughs> Tell him. Yeah. yeah, that's where he, yeah, that's, he's going over to his house. Oh, oh that's hilarious. What's that? Who are you interviewing for Ballet X? Um, Colby. Oh, we love Colby. Oh, you're going to love him. He's great. He's, real, he's a really cool guy. Maddie's awesome. We love him. Yeah, well... Yeah, he can't. He actually, I think three or four different listeners asked about him, so that's fun. Yeah, I think he was yeah. on another podcast, wasn't he? There's sure. one other ballet podcast, and oh, really? You're the only one I know. Of. Yay! But he doesn't. He doesn't air as frequently. He oh. is out of. A- hey, yours is amazing. I've looked at all your stuff. It's really cool. Yeah, it's really really fun. My husband just hopes one day that it, I can figure out how to make money doing. 
Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> it's like a full-time job, really. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, like with every interview you do, or I do, you know, the, the editing process is so, well, it's still a learning curve for me, but the editing process, so you do like an hour interview and then you have like three hours to edit it and then like social media and the website and all this stuff that I'm not super savvy on, but, you know, so it probably takes me longer than it should. But so one interview is like eight hours of work. So it is a full-time job. And so he's like, so. <laughs> yeah, when are you going to How did you get into this? Um, it honestly, it came from, I'll try and make it short, but um, two Januarys ago or two falls ago, you know, because my daughter has been going doing dance like everybody does dance and then before auditions and she had done auditions that came through here in Minneapolis and but it was just for fun like she never went away and then um because the summer programs here are pretty good so it's like why we don't and she you know she still was young so then um it before January She's like, hey, mom, let's let's go to Chicago and do auditions. And it'd be a really fun girls weekend. So she like knew where to get me. She's like, we could stay in a hotel and go out for nice dinners. And so that's where it started. And so all along, our home studio has been just a very nice, obvious training ground. There's nothing that was missing. And so then she does these auditions. And I said, well, it's just for fun. I did my, I'm, I'm an ex-lawyer, so I'm kind of a researchaholic. And so I, I said, you know, you have 11.5% chance of getting into SAB. I said, PMB is like 25%. And, you know, so we just did PMB and SAB. And so she said, like, what if I ever got in? I said, ah, you know, so anyway, long story short, she got into both. And SAB was the, the dream, obviously. And um, so then... It's like, oh, gosh. Then I did my research and found these forums of, you know, it's probably urban legend, but it's like, if you say no to them, you might never get in again, you know. And so I was like, well, shoot, we, we got to go then. So that's kind of where it started. And so what happened was in the process of researching all that I learned about the summer programs and then also trying to understand, all of a sudden, like the home studio wasn't enough. You know, it's like, oh, what else is out there and now? she came back from New York, like, you know, focused on maybe let's make this my life. And so I'm, you know, I'm very not traditional, but you know, my life has always been, you go to high school, you go to college and maybe grad school and that's what you do. And so never was this an option. Nobody in my family would consider it to be a, a viable option correctly. And so anyway, long story short is then I started trying to figure out, like, well, if I'm so confused about this, I'm sure other people are confused. And Oh, my parents would have loved to have had this when I was going through it. I think that's, that's awesome. And then a lot of times, like, in the studios that these dancers are in, the information that's being provided is a little outdated. You know, like, what are the good companies? Where should you go in the summer? And who they're saying, oh, you don't want to go there. Because everything shifts and changes, you know. and. Yeah. Probably SAB has always been a strong one, but like for instance, something like Sarasota Ballet is kind of an up and coming company. Yeah, and nobody yeah. would give it the time of day five years ago, and now yeah. it's like a really strong company. So it's it's kind of goes along those veins. It's like, well, I want to get inside this secretive world and find out That's cool. what it's really like. So for instance, your story and your journey, 
in my opinion, is going to really resound greatly with a lot of people because everybody thinks, well, if you get in, it's going to be, you know, wine and roses and perfection. And it's nice to hear that it's, it can be not perfect and it can be something that you're confused by. And to make a choice like what you did is very brave because I could see how you'd be like, gosh, if I turn my back to this, I'm gone, you know? Well, and that, and that you can go to college too, you know, well, so exactly. many people think it's like one or the other and they have these programs now, like at Indiana, I was working, uh, we're going to Vail on Friday, the Pennsylvania right. and I'm doing the Emerald solo that was choreographed on Violette Verity that I learned when I was in college from Violette Verity, you know, wow. like that's, that's like the level that these programs are on now. So, you know, it's... So the other um, students that you are with, were most of them hoping to get a professional career? Some of them some of them were. A lot of them actually, towards the end, kind of, you know, embraced other things in college. That's what's so, yeah, what's, what's so great is that you can find, you know, one of them um, is like an is a investment breaker in New York. Um, one of them went on to be a, uh, like the Knicks basketball dancer. Oh, that's fun. (laughs) Yeah. Do like Rockettes or Broadway or some of them just become nannies. Um, a lot go into like Pilates and yoga, but, um. Did anybody else go on to a professional career? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, uh, my friend Allison, uh, is in Valley West. Oh yeah. She was on my show. Yeah. She went to, we were in school together. Um, there's a girl in Boston Ballet, ABT. Um, but a lot of like the more like Sacramento, all these like, you know, more regional companies too. They, a lot of them, they, they look to the colleges. They look to Oh, Indiana. that's nice. Yeah. And that's really great to hear. You know, I, another girl that I um, interviewed, um, Janelle Figgins, who's with Dance Theater of Harlem, went to SUNY Purchase, is it? No. Yeah. Is that the good program? That's actually where we um, filmed Black Swan. Oh, okay. Yeah, so let's get back to that. So how was that experience? Filmed that SUNY Purchase. Oh, wow. The, um, they have a beautiful facility there. Uh, they have like a stage and everything. Um, so yeah, it was really cool. How did it happen that you got into it? Well, it was Pennsylvania Ballet. They actually... Um, they were filming during these uh, three-week layoff time in January. We we missed a uh, we were allowed to miss one of our weeks of work for this, <laughs> but they I think that you know originally Benjamin Melpier was choreographing, so I think originally he wanted to use people from City Ballet, obviously, but you know they're in season; they can't just like take the time off, and um, so you know Pennsylvania's. Right, right there. next door. <laughs> and we, had, we were available, and they really wanted to have a group. They didn't want to just have a bunch of random dancers. They really wanted a group of people that were used to dancing together. And I was in the core at that point. So they picked, like, 16 of us girls from the core that are used to, you know, working, working together because together, they wanted it to be as authentic as possible for that point. Um, so, yeah, they were just, like, Benjamin came. And Darren Aronofsky, they came and watched class, and they were like, you know, picked out some people, and if you wanted to do it, they were like, okay. So um, the first day, they actually brought, like, Fran was in, like, the opening scene. They used a bunch of extra people. 
Um, Can you pick each other out? Um, yeah, I, I have to go back and watch it. Are, you know, but it was like, um, you know, they had like the uh, sixteen of us that were like the corps de ballet, and um, sorry, he's leaving. And uh, bye, bye. <laughs> and um, so we were actually like, on, like in the credits and everything. We weren't just extras. And um, so I, I get like, residual checks, which is pretty amazing. Like it's still, ha- I, I just got one like a few days ago. That's so uh-huh. cool. That's yeah. what I was going to ask you if you it's got to anytime, be paid. For all your listeners, anytime Black Swan's on, just put it on for a few seconds. I'll get like 25 cents. <laughs> so it has to like not be like on Netflix. It has to be through I the think, TV. Yeah. That's really great. But it was, it was really cool. I mean, like Natalie Portman like took class with us um the thing the one thing is i found i don't think i would ever want to be in films oh really you discovered that it's it's really hard i mean for us you know we were dancing but it's like the big like hurry up and wait like you kind of have a schedule but you don't exactly know what it is like you know for us we know like okay we have this time this time and at that time we're gonna be done whereas for this it was like just kind of dependent on how many scenes they wanted to do or how it was going. <laughs> that and would what, be hard to replicate things over and over. Yeah, and, and that was the thing too, the repetition of it. And for us, we're like, we need to be warm. And we'd get there, it's like 12-hour days, but then you have to have like a certain amount of time in between. So like Monday, we'd start at like 6 a.m. and go to 6 p.m. But then somehow by the time it got to Friday, it was like 4 in the afternoon to four in the morning so we're there and we always get warm you know we had to do all this makeup they put like on our hands and everything and that took forever but we warm up and then sometimes they need us right away sometimes they'd be like six hours until they need us again and so we're like well we're not warm and there's the one time it was three o'clock in the morning and we're in our point shoes and you know doing all the bores up and down and they kind of they finally realized like you know like if our feet weren't going to be in that take, they would tell us so that we could like save our feet. But it's like, no one wants to be in boy juice at three o'clock in the morning. (laughs) um, Yeah. And it was just like the, how many times they had to do everything, but it was fascinating to be a part of it. Oh, I bet. Yeah. The the acting, it's incredible, you know? And the fact that that it became such a big movie was really, we had no clue. We were taping and we're like, oh, this is so hokey, you know? Like, and then when you actually saw it, you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we knew, obviously, it had big stars, but, um, yeah. It, but it, just the darkness of it, you probably didn't even, yeah. No, we, we kind of had, we had seen some of the scripts, so we kind of knew some of it, but, yeah, it's pretty, because, yeah, it's like if you watch the movie, you wouldn't, like, know where I am, but, like, anytime there's a group of girls, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was funny because the very first time that it came out, it was over Christmas holiday, and I was down in Florida visiting my family, and um, so it was like the day after Christmas, and the whole group of us went to the movie together, and uh, I'm sitting in between my mom and my 16-year-old nephew, <laughs> so oh, it was no. like a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't really the the right movie for the for yeah. a family I affair, mean, but I had no clue. You know, it's like, oh, this will be yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, that that's my first memory. I don't think I've seen it since then, so I should go watch it again under yeah. like calmer yeah. eyes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So 
I do want to ask you, I, I did ask um, a friend, but what, you know, what's a piece of advice that you would give um, to aspiring dancers today? I would probably say to just do it because you love it and that it make because it makes you happy, not because, you know, that's what's right or that's what your parents want you to do or that's what society tells you to do, you know. There, there's, nowadays there's a lot of, you know, politics and drama and you know things that can get in the way like oh well this girl got this part like why didn't I you know um and it's hard to differentiate yourself from that but you really have to just go back to the basics I think and just be like look what I'm getting to do every day you know and enjoy it for what it is for the art form and like when you get to go out on stage and make these people you know it's it's not an essential thing. So these people are coming to see you perform because that's, they've decided that they want to do this. So it, you know, to get to show your love with other people is incredible, you know? And, um, and yeah, I think, yeah. And if you, if you believe in yourself and you're confident in yourself and, um, you love what you do, then that you get to share that with the audience and they, they can, see that and you get to kind of take them away from their everyday life for a little bit you know that's a good way to put it yeah and you know and kind of like going back in time to and I typically ask um my guests about their 13 year old self but in this question I think for you I would say going back in time to your 16 year old self Mm -hmm. knowing what you know now with all of your experiences what would you, what advice would you give to yourself kind of knowing now how it went down? I think just to believe in yourself more and, um, and yeah, just have, have more confidence. You're better than you think, not just as a dancer, but as a person, you're stronger than you think, you know, like you, life goes on no matter what happens, (laughs) you know, like in the dance world, at least, you know, it's not, it's not the end of the road. It's only the beginning. Well, that's perfect. And finally, my last question is, do you have a favorite motivational quote that you kind of think about or turn to in your life? Oh, you know, I actually have, um, this was during my time in between New York City Ballet before I went to college. I kind of started c- collecting quotes, and I have like a whole book of quotes that I've written down. And um, I mean... I have a bunch that I love, but probably the most cliche one would, for me would be like, you know, the Robert Frost poem, the the road less taken, you know, I took the road less taken and that made all the difference for me, you know, well, that's, um, yeah. but just so there's, there's a lot of, I think anywhere that you can find inspiration and motivation is, is key. Well, Lauren, thank you so much. Yeah, it's obviously you. been a lot longer, but it was so much fun. Yeah, you guys sorry, are just. I talk a lot. Oh me. no, I 100% enjoyed it. <laughs> it's just, I'm so happy that it worked out, and yeah, you know, me too. I'm sorry it took so long, but. Oh well, my apologies too. I thought that I was going to be way more tech savvy when I was on the road. Oh, and... No, please, please, I completely <laughs> understand. Yeah. I did have a fun opportunity though with. Um, Caitlin Gilland and Ellen Barr, where I actually did live interviews with them in New York City, which was really fun. I love that. Yeah, oh, I love Ellen too. She's so sweet. Well, thank you, Lauren. Oh, thank you. It was and, really um, nice to meet you. 
You too. And hopefully one day we'll meet in person. Yeah, for sure. Okay, take care. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks everyone for listening today to part two of my interview with Francis and Lauren. And if you have a moment when you're in front of your computer, be sure to go to my show notes page on my website, which is bouncingpoint.com. So that's P-O-I-N-T-E, like the point shoe. And if you go into the podcast section of my website, you'll see my latest show notes. And be sure to check out Lauren and Francis's page because you'll see some of the amazing photos that have been done recently. They were featured in Jordan Matters Photography for Dancers Among Us. And if you haven't heard of Jordan Matter, then you must simply go to his website, which is just outstanding. It's jordanmatter.com, I believe. But um, certainly, if you want to find out more about him, you can go to my show notes page because I did feature him as a guest way back last year in episode 18. And it's really, really a great interview because he shares kind of the inside scoop on how he finds his poses and the inspiration from the dancers. And really, he's been just doing an amazing job out in the world of ballet and dance. And he's got some really great new projects going on. One of them is uh, Dancers in the Dark, I believe it's called. And he exposes dance in a whole different way. So be sure to check out his website. And Jordan Matter, his book, Dancers Among Us, is a beautiful coffee table book so if you have not gotten that yet you should purchase one of those and if you haven't listened to his interview be sure to go back and listen to Jordan's interview it would be bouncingpoint.com backslash 18 I believe is how it goes down but either way you can go to my website or go to iTunes and scroll backwards to episode 18 to listen to Jordan's interview but anyway so he went to Pennsylvania and featured a lot of the Pennsylvania Ballet dancers in a photo shoot and Lauren and Francis did an amazing shot in the water it's it's really just beautiful and actually Jordan features it on his website the video of that process so go to um, his website go to my website and check those out um, and be sure to tune in as we've got some amazing guests coming up this new year so until next time have a great day